0: Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Well, now for some pop music. Try this.
1: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. It doesn't really matter what time you're listening to this because you're listening to Off The Record with me, Jordan Dean. And I'm James Collins. James Collins, tell us, what is Off The Record? Yes, mate, we are two
2: massive music lovers and each week we dissect... Basically albums or artists' careers, or in this case, bands' careers Come for this on. week. And um, yeah, basically we jump into everything that happens in and around the records. The legacy of their careers, the stories, the grit of uh, behind the lyrics and things like that. But yeah, everything everything off the record, man. So I'm super excited for this and week. And what's
1: cool is we also kind of play some songs out on the yeah. record. Too, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we'll play fun. a song or two. Of
2: course, of course. Or to, or, or three, if, if, we're, if we're lucky.
1: Or three. And today we've got a little bit of a treat. Uh, yes. I want you to kind of give the listeners at home... Uh, or if they're in their car, wherever mm-hmm, they may mm-hmm, be, mm-hmm. give them a couple of hints as, yeah. as to who it is okay. or who it might be that we're going to be playing today. Okay, so I have
2: said it's a band. So, so, so there we go. Oh, there's, mate, there's the, cat's out however, of the bag However, however, what we're going to do is we're going to a little bit more detail. It's a trio. A, it's trio. a trio. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's formed of brothers. It's three brothers. Wow. Okay. And uh, they were the architects of the disco era. I saw a quote earlier. It says, um, "If." Uh, the Sex Pistols were the icons if you like or or, or the forerunners of the punk era these guys were the forerunners of disco so huge yeah massive massive which
1: is probably why we're quite excited to be playing playing their music today so listen let's not leave it any further right now we're going to be announcing exactly who it is we're playing it's the one it's the only it's the Bee Gees and to kick us off we have got Staying Alive here on River Radio (laughs) i To say Billy Jean right there. That's not <laughs> good. <is it>? Staying <laughs> alive by the Bee Gees here yes. on River Radio. James Connors that was the first track of nah, the show. Nah. The cat's out of the bag. It is the Bee Gees that we're talking about in today's mm-hmm. off the record. What I thought I'd do is I thought I'd give a little bit more context mm-hmm. as to who they are, right? Yes. So according to Wikipedia, because that is my one reliable source every single week, of whenever course. I'm on off the of record. Wikipedia says that the BGS were a music group formed in the 50s, yeah. so 1958, yeah, yeah, yeah. featuring brothers Barry, Robin, and Morris Gibb. Yeah, the trio yeah, yeah. were especially successful uh, in the late 60s mm-hmm. and the early 70s. Mm-hmm, um, and again, as you mentioned earlier, they were kind of the prominent performers of disco. Yes. They almost, I yes. guess, introduced it to the world. Now, you were just saying that they were from England. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah.
2: So, so they were born in Alabama. Um, there's five brothers uh, in the family. Five, okay. And yeah, they were they were born in the Alabama, and then they were moved. They moved to Manchester, grew up in Manchester, and then um, they moved to Australia uh, in '58. So, at the time, basically, they were they were performing as um, the Gibb Brothers, I think, is what they were called. And um, so, yeah, it was. So they were kind of like a childhood band, almost similar, rest to the Jacksons, in that it was it sure. was the three of them. So, so you had um, oh, what's in it. Um, so I think it was nine, and the two brothers were six. So they were like, you're like a tree trio of kids. kids, a tree of kids. Oh my gosh Yeah, yeah, right. yeah performing in that, and and obviously it's super sweet, super nice, like very fifties. You know where you had like your Ed Sullivan shows and things like that, and um, yeah, they were performing um, just just uh, folk country songs, really, more than anything else, as sort of was the era. Um, you know, you look at sort of the Beatles around that time and that type of thing. It's very much very bebop, that type of thing. So, um, so yeah, really, really interesting to see. You know, I didn't know that at the time. And, and you know, for me, one thing looking into the Bee Gees that's been amazing is, uh, you know, we were talking about this on the way here, is, you know, I, I know them as, as these icons from the seventies. I don't know them for, for, for the rest of their career and diving into their discography. Sure, yeah, man, we only
1: know them from their disco days, that's really. It,
2: that's it. And and their discography is massive. Uh, and you know they've gone through so 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 many eras of music and different sounds and I think I think it's incredible, man. Honestly, I, I I'm really excited to explore. Um but yeah we're gonna be playing more more music today as opposed to talking just because we kind of want the music to speak for itself really. Um you know just the the transitions between the sound there's a really nice flow actually um and the songs that we've picked have have kind of come from sort of like their earlier start in more sort of early Beatles esque type music, travelling uh into sort of more heavily produced stuff, into then the disco and then out on the other side with how they how they um yeah, transition to sort of like the years, like the 80s and things like that, where there was more experimentation in, in production and
1: things like that. So, um, yeah, super excited, man. Super excited to dive in. Fantastic. We'll say where you are because <laughs> we're definitely playing those tracks. But before that, I thought we'd do a very quick feature, which is the fact that you said that they're basically Aussie. Yes. Right? Yeah, basically, yeah. And uh, here's the thing. I thought that I would very quickly enlighten your brain a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like I've got three other celebrities that maybe... You didn't know what Aussie. Because Amazing. To Amazing. be very honest with you, I didn't know the Bee Gees were Aussie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, they're probably American or British. Yeah, yeah. So, what I want to do is I want to name three celebrities mm-hmm, and I want you to tell me which of them are Australian. Okay, okay. Amazing. Are you ready? Yes. Sorry, that was the most dramatic words <laughs> ever. <laughs> Iggy Azalea. Yes. Olivia Newton-John. Ooh. Sia Out of the three of those Which of those Immediately make you go Yeah they're Australian Definitely Iggy Azalea Which we established last week She sounds like she's from the Bronx Yes yeah yeah She's yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. from Sydney Definitely or Australia somewhere
2: <laughs> um, Olivia Newton-John Obviously, obviously Greece But <laughs> <sighs> I don't know Actually I don't know Is she British? I feel like she might be British And then Sia Sia's got to be American I've heard her voice
1: this is a brilliant part they're all yeah. Australian oh my god this is oh the my insane god. bit Jeez. fun fact about Olivia Newton-John yeah, she yeah, was yeah. born in England mm-hmm. and so what's insane is actually before she moved to Australia sort of got her Australian citizenship or whatever yeah, yeah. she represented the UK in Eurovision
2: oh wow damn didn't know that which Crazy. is insane yeah 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 that's mad and there you go there's your feature
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to show how uneducated we are when it comes to geography and where <laughs> celebrities are from stay exactly where you are because we're going to be right back straight after this here is Spicks and Specs by the Bee Gees <laughs>
0: Where is the sun that shone on my head? The sun in my life, it is dead, it is dead. Where is the light that would play in my streets? And where are the friends I could meet? I could meet. And the specs of the girls on my mind Where is the sun? That shone on my head The sun in my life it is dead And the space on the girl. Oh. Uh-huh.
1: River Radio, you're listening to Off The Record with Jordan Dean and James Collins and today we are playing... All of the BG's soundtracks from their discography, James. I gotta say, Spicks and Specks mm. definitely not disco.
2: Yeah, no, de- definitely not. Far from it, in fact. And and I think the the one thing that's interesting. This was the first track to ever get a number one, and they got the number one in Australia. They didn't even get it back in the UK, <laughs> and that was when they were they the moved back. Right? Yeah, exactly. So um, you know, if if you were to look at obviously the, the time and, and what was playing on the radios, you had like Pet Sounds, you had Revolver, you had the Kinks, you had you had all these different, uh, you know, Simon and Gar- Simon and Garfunkel uncle and it's like yes you know it fits perfectly within that era and i think the one thing that's interesting with them is obviously you've got these childhood stars and then this is kind of like their comeback if you like this is you know it's 1966 and they're that little bit older they're they're pushing for the singer-songwriter the the band thing that was happening at the time really um you know the british the british band and um you know i think it definitely fits the era but wow, wow! Is it going to take a journey to, to to get to get into to the 70s, right? It's, it's like it, it's it's massive.
1: It's, a, it's such a massive leap. It's wildly different. The sound it's going crazy, from that, which different. was quite gentle, it was quite sort of like you know steady rhythm, quite slow pace, and yeah, you go from yeah. that, and then now I'm already imagining sort of what they were doing with the Saturday Night Fever yeah, sound, yeah, yeah, and it's so different that's the thing. And like, and like, I think, I think that's it.
2: It's, it's relevant to the time. And I think that's the, that's the most important thing. And, and we're going to play a couple more, more tracks now um, from that era. What have we uh, got next? So we've got to love somebody, um, which I didn't realize was written by the Bee Gees again. Um, I think because, you know, in my head it's, I, I instantly associate it with um, all, all the Bee Gees with, with that disco thing. It's like, I love, I love that song. Uh, Michael Bublé did a version of that song that I used to listen to with my mouth. Uh, So that was uh, unfortunately (laughs) we're not going to play
1: that version. (laughs) We're not
2: going to play that song. We're going to play the 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 version by the Bee Gees. Um, But yeah, it's it's just really really interesting, man. Because you know the Bee Gees, in my opinion, anyway, looking at it from from a retrospective perspective, um, it's like you know you you look. At the albums, and not every song was good, not every song, not good, but not every song was recognized at least, or within the charts or something. But it just goes to show like it, it's quantity over quality, in my opinion, um, just because I think, you know, they had some incredible songs in and amongst those albums. But before we even got to sort of Saturday Night Fever, um, or at least was sort of 75, they released one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten albums, ten albums in the space of eight years and, and you know it's like it's crazy They're just um, churning them out yeah exactly but you know within that you've got um you've got s- classic songs like to love somebody so um so yeah let's hear
1: it man let's absolutely play it well like i mentioned we'll be playing all of the bg's bangers here on river radio over the next hour right up until 1 p.m but for now here
0: is to love somebody <laughs> To love somebody the way I love you. I know, I you don't know what
1: it's like. Baby, you don't know what
0: it's like. To love somebody, to love somebody the way I love you.
1: one thing i got to say is I'm very grateful for them fading it out for me. Like, I wow. didn't even have to press a single button there. <laughs> yeah. How good was that? Yes. Yeah, was Massachusetts. Beautiful. So, so far, we've had to love somebody which you picked out. And then you yep. also picked out Massachusetts to yes. play immediately after that. Why the song choices? You
2: know what, man? I, like, I think with Massachusetts, it's a song that I've definitely heard before. It's very recognizable. And I don't know whether that's just because uh, of sort of the, the, the era or it's because it's genuinely a song that I know. But it's definitely a song that I've heard before. And I think, you know, looking back at the Bee Gees, like, they're very much stuck on that, that idea of like the country, it's not necessarily country, but it's like country pop. It's slow acoustic pop. Sing it's it's the birth of you know the singer songwriter. You've got your Bob Dylan's at the time, um, as we said before, Simon and Garf- uh, Simon and Garfunkel. You've got um, you know Hall of Notes. You've got so many so many different crazy and incredible songwriters that are just making some some of the best music within pop, and they very much sort of lent into that. And I think I think that's one thing that's incredible. And I think more so than anything else. Makes their disco era like far more prominent, I would say, because you know by this point they're established songwriters. You know they know what they're doing. They're they're creating really good quality albums, but that's all they really are—is their albums, not necessarily singles. And they're, you know, they're they're just outputting so much, and they really, really put the work in. And I think that more than anything else is 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 extremely admirable, hundred percent.
1: Well, I gotta say, it feels
2: like we're warming up. Yes. And it feels yes. like we're approaching. Yes.
1: The seventies. We we're, we're get. We
2: we're, we're getting kind there. Kind of. We're kind. We're of. a couple of songs away, aren't that's we? That's it. That's it. So, so I mean, you know, currently where we stand, we're at nineteen sixty eight. So, um, you know, that like I said, they're, they're very much leaning into that that songwriter. Uh, you know, it, it, it was led by incredible bands at the end of the day. It's Beach Boys. It's The Beatles. It's Rolling Stones and stuff like that. And you know, it sits perfectly amongst those, but them becoming the forerunners of kind of the sound of the '70s, that that's still yet to come. But um, you know, the next couple of songs, it's definitely getting to that point. So, um, so yeah, we're going to play my world next, which I I love this track. You know, listening back to it, I, th- I think it's amazing. It's it's such a lovely track. But once again, you know, it's starting to become that little bit more production heavy, and it's. it's what do you mean by that? So the thing with, um, especially this era at uh, uh, the time, anyway. Um, you know, Pet Sounds and um, Sgt. Pepper's Revolver, those types of albums, what made them so incredible was never at any point had a band been so successful that they were able to basically spend a lot of money on the studio over touring. So with the Beatles for example they um, they stopped playing live shows after two years that was it, they toured for two years and then they were done and the reason they stopped touring was because no matter how loud they played, the crowds would scream louder and they just gave up and they thought well if people aren't going to listen to us play live then we better we have to focus on recorded music so that people can still appreciate us for, for what we're trying to make and um yeah from from albums such as Sgt. peppers from revolver from um pet sounds particularly as well was a massive one uh, with brian wilson um you know there were, there was so much more focus then on on the how far they could stretch um recorded music and how much they can really do in the studios and you can see instantly you can hear it's like kind of the difference in that even in terms of the strings arrangements um you know it's 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 so much larger of a sound from e- immediately you know you listen to spicks and specs and then you go to To love somebody and it's already a massive massive leap and you know that's only within the spa- within the space of a year so, you know, it's, it's incredible. And, and I think one thing as well, looking at those that era, is how all of these bands were just fueling each other, really, um, you know, they were all pushing each other. And, and, you know, these next couple of songs are definitely definitely an example of that as well, where it's becoming just that little bit more expansive in terms of what they're doing in the studio. And it's not just hit pressing record and, you know, the band is playing. It's, there's, there's a lot more produced elements and things like that. So, um, so yeah, really, really interesting to, to, to hear that transition through their music, obviously, because they released so much at the time. But but yeah, no, really, really great. Brilliant. So we've had
1: 1966, we've had 1967. Yeah. We're now on 1968, yes. also known as the year before Man Flew to the Moon. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, don't know why I have to put that because <laughs> that directly correlated into the VGs yeah, going yeah, yeah, into yeah. their sort of like disco fever or whatever? Yeah, 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 We're going to yeah. play My World right now here on River Radio. Stay exactly where you are because we've got a great tune-up for you next. Here is My World, the Bee Gees.
0: Don't shed a tear for me no. It's not your style I can think of younger days When living for my life Was everything a man could want to do I could never see tomorrow But I was never told about the sun. Still feel the breeze That rustles through the trees And misty memories of days gone by We could never see to much stop the sun from shining, what makes the world go?
1: How can you mend a broken heart by the Bee Gees? James, how can you Man, mend a broken heart? Man, it's beautiful, yeah, It's such a nice song. Like, I, I, like I, mm, it just
2: makes it heart warm, really, doesn't it? It's just, yeah, it's beautiful. It's does it cute. mend your heart? It does, slightly. Bit.
1: Can you mend a heart? Yeah, just <laughs> stick on the Bee Gees. It's like you get over it. <laughs> now, you raise a very interesting point. Yes. Because I was about to say, welcome to the 70s now, but I was like, no, 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 mm. there's no way that we can move on before making I mean, this. I mean, that's 71. So we're in the 70s. Oh, so we're in the 70s. We're in the 70s,
2: but that's, well, that's you've not You've got disco. to make the point that you've
1: just said to me, man. Yeah,
2: man, it's, it's, it's basically, that, that track's the first track, Really? That they really started using that sort of uh, that falsetto that the Bee Gees are known for. That, they're that commonly, really, famously known for that really high tone. Um, I, I'm not sure which which out of the three uh, it is that has that has that upper range, but um, but yeah, that's that's the first track. It's a bit, it's a bit questionable on the chorus. It's a little bit it's a little bit breathy. Um, makes you a little bit little bit on the edge. However, yeah, it's the first example of them really really using it in a track. And I think you know the one thing that. I take from that is that you know they, they've produced so much music so 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 much music over over the course of that period that you know there was what 10 albums it's like they had to at some point start experimenting with different sounds or experimenting with different, different ways of going about things and it's like what's been amazing is you know they had to go through that period. They had to go through those albums in order to really get to the point where they were equipped with with the skill set to really start making the music that they were making, sort of in the mid seventies.
1: And then ten albums in, they finally kind of find their distinct sound. Which, what fifty years later, we th- now know as yeah, the yeah, Bee Gees man.
2: as the Bee Gees and as disco. And like, I, I, I think to be honest, one thing for me that that really summarizes it is, isn't necessarily that they were just disco artists or were just a disco band but it's just that they they moved they changed their sound so so well and you know you 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 could play those two songs together and you wouldn't know they were the same if no one if someone told you it was the Bee Gees. and i think that's the most incredible thing is that you know they just changed throughout so many different eras and obviously now coming into the 70s that that was their peak you know in in terms of sort of their influence at least over popular music and stuff like that you know you know Popular culture, more than everything, anything else, as well. You look at Saturday Night Fever, which is what we're coming up to, and wow, like you know what, 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 you know the the impact that that film had on popular culture is incredible. You know, same as similarly the same as as Greece. Um, but we do have an album before we get to that point because the Bee Gees. I wouldn't if I was if I was doing a film about disco. I would not be hiring the Bee Gees that just wrote that song. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, this is this Bad is very interesting. This is very interesting. Nineteen seventy-five, main course by the Bee Gees. This is when we, we get slapped in the face with Jive Talking, uh, which is the next song that we're gonna play. And man, like what a change in sound. Like, and it really does slap you in the face with boom. Ch- yeah. It was, it was. It's massive. It's such a massive sound.
1: Hang about so Are you telling me that right now we're officially in the 70s? We're, well, we're now getting to
2: that point. Yeah. Yeah. This This is the beginning. The this beginning is, the
1: beginning is the beginning of the Bee Gees disco the- phase. As Jave mentioned. Jave. Jave. Hold on. Hold on. Hold yeah, on. Mate. Hold on. Did I just call you Jave? Yeah, Mave. <laughs> As James mentioned, we have got Jive Talking by the Bee Gees up next. Enjoy. We're in the 70s. We're in the disco. Here is Jive Talking by the Bee Gees on River Radio.
0: Like you don't want the love of this man at all
1: James honestly, Collins man, honestly. song after song singing it. that falsetto that was Beatender with my love by the Bee Gees here on River Radio you are listening to Off The Record yes with James Collins yes and I'm Jordan D <laughs> we never done it that way around before have we it's quite, uh, it's quite an enlightening experience but James we're in the 70s, we We're, We're right in the midst of the disco era now. You know,
2: that's the thing. That's not disco, but you can definitely hear the transition. You know, the, the, the drums are tighter. You've got that real, like, funk disco guitar that's led the whole way through. The drums are just that, you know, it's it's, it's four to the floor. It's just groove. It's just pure groove. groove. And, and, you know, coming into sort of the era of Saturday Night Fever, you know, it's, it's... You can see the transition now. You can see it's there, basically. It just needed the... I, I think... For me, it's like it just needed the film, almost a film, to to bring the energy to the music, right? Where it's like, you know, all of the elements are there. It's just not necessarily committing full-blown to sort of a film that... Realistically, at the time, you know, it's it's summarizing the rise of the teenager. It's it's youth. It's it going out and enjoying yourself, right? It's Saturday night. It's literally Saturday night, Saturday night fever. You know, you're going out to clubs and you're just dancing. You're enjoying yourself, and you know, it, it, it's like it's almost like the Bee Gees needed Saturday night fever to like really take that push into into making that that, that real the real energetic music. And, and yeah, I love it. I love it so, so
1: well said. Listen, we're gonna play a game right now. It is called so the real- best trios. Listen, who says three is a crowd? Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. says mm-hmm. three is a crowd? The Bee Gees are. Great example of a great trio But I thought We should probably list off A couple of other Well known trios Let's do it For example Yes Ron Hermione And Harry Classic
2: Can you think of any others Oh Oh Can I think of any others Um Uh Not off the top of my head Oh no 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 I should have been better Prepared for this
1: (laughs) I'll give you Um, Another clue Charlie's Angels
2: Oh great shout That's a great shout That's a great shout Um Uh What about like Dark Knight Dark
1: Knight Trilogy that's a great trilogy. It Comes in threes, um, much like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the Spider-Man yeah, trilogy, the ba- uh, ah. you said the Batman, yeah, yeah, Terminator yeah. trilogy. Yeah. Um, in terms of other trios, I mean, does this count? I was gonna oh, say, whoa, 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 Destiny's Child, Destiny's Can we get Child, Destiny's Child, up in here, Destiny's Child, one hundred percent.
2: Yes. I mean Beyonce and the two others, but I, I, I wow, I'm just- <laughs> wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait, did you just say that?
2: <laughs> wow
1: I mean I mean come
2: on come on I mean I mean okay Beyonce, just because you're saying facts doesn't all I'm gonna say, it right? doesn't going it doesn't
1: Beyonce Kenny <laughs> Rowland and the other one I, I, Very I, I can't I don't mean <laughs> to do that to Michelle get Wikipedia wow. right now <laughs> how can we but forget yeah. I mean am I allowed to say this fish chips and beans yes great shout baked beans great shout great makes shout. me proud to be British
2: yes yes
1: Yes, yes, yes. One thing's clear, they're a fantastic trio. 100%. And their sound has evolved so much since Man. 58, which is when they yes. were formed. Yes, yes, yes. Nine-year-old, six-year-old, it's insane. And they've mm-hmm. had a fantastic journey. And as mm-hmm. we kind of venture on, you know, one thing that we've seen is that they went from music to not just doing music. You know, there's the whole, as you mentioned, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with yeah, yeah, the yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, 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 100%. Which obviously now I look back, I'm like, yeah, we well, you know. We saw that with Mama Mia and we saw that with sort of Grease all yeah. that sort of stuff. But what's cool is it almost feels like they were one of the first.
2: Well, the thing is, it's like, you know, you look at Mamma Mia, for example, and, you know, the music wasn't written for the film. Um, whereas with this, with this, it was, like, made purely for the film. And I think, I, I don't know, um, I'm just speaking off the top of my head, I think that's probably one of the first examples Absolutely. of a popular Absolutely. band doing that and, and, and writing and creating a soundtrack. If not even that, just a soundtrack that, that was as influential, you know. Like, I think, the uh, I read um, the... the, the uh, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack was at number one for 24 consecutive weeks, which is crazy. It, it sold over 20 million copies at the time, um, and you know, like th- for this everyone is- listening at home,
1: can you paint a picture of how wild that is? Like, yeah, what's the norm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the norm? For I've
2: you? I've no idea, man. And and to think to think during the 70s as well, like 20 million sure. copies, where you know international sales were that little bit more limited. Sure. that's insane. Like that that's crazy. And I think I think that just goes to show, you know, the Bee Gees. I think were you know, they were very much in popular culture, but they were launched with the, very much to the forefront. And, you know, the impact that it had on, you know, you, you look at the the, the the disco era, and, and you, you can just name bands that come out there that were just incredible. You've got Chic, you've got... I do, I, man, it's it's crazy. It's crazy, 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 the impact that... the. To, to think the impact of one film could have and a soundtrack, but
1: you know, the I'm domino like, effect, yeah, how that really. kind of rolled on. And even now, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Dua Lipa, yeah, and how now yeah, with yeah, her yeah, yeah, sound, it's yeah. kind of evolved, but ironically, it's evolved and it's bringing back sort of some of the older sound Man, it's from coming the back 70s back 100%. and 100%. The disco era, and it's insane how now we can kind of look at what the reference points were, definitely, definitely. And 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 that's the thing,
2: you have to you have to put it in the landscape that no one was making music like that, and you know, well just just yeah. you know, no one. i I think definitely it got to a point where as i said before about sort of like the advancements in technology within recording things like that and there being so much more focus on recorded music you know never there just hadn't been the technology to put that much energy into music and obviously with the 70s there's there's advancements there with things uh you know you're starting to come into like synths and things like that as well yeah like early development of stuff and it's like you know you can build such greater sounds and you have more options for for rhythm tracks and things like that to to put so much more energy into the drums but you know i i, I think we should just jump straight in man like I, I i love this album i think it's amazing it's just hit it's just, just hit after hit after hit love the film as well it's great it's it's it's, it's such a great film
1: so well put well here it is it is you should be dancing by the Bee Gees. putting it so well you have absolutely no excuse you should be dancing it doesn't to get you in if you're in your car maybe not if you're in your car you are listening to Off The Record and we are playing all of the Bee Gees anthems here right up until 1pm and next up we have got their wonderful anthem it is more than a woman that I know uh, my goodness what a trio that, James that's all we've got time for on the yes, show today yeah. yes 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 I, and that's
2: the thing to be honest man there's so much more as well that we could have dug it uh, of delve into you know there, there's uh, years of music that came after that where they transitioned into the '80s, where there was that classic gated snare. You've got your Phil Collins type sounds, um, and they really, really continued making music right up into the 2010s. And and obviously, with the passing of two of the brothers, um, I think it's Barry is 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 still performing uh, the tracks of the BGs and that. But you know, it's yeah, you know, what a legacy that album has had. And and obviously, we were talking earlier that tracks obviously going ma- being use so much on TikTok at the moment it and it's is. like you know it just goes to show i think i think their music is is it, it was it was it was, really was perfected by the time they got to that saturday night fever um era if you like of of the disco and that because you know there's so much so many of their tracks are just timeless absolutely timeless could be covered by anyone whether that's to love somebody from the beginning right beginning of, of of one of the first few albums right through to that disco era right through to to later on um there's collaborations with uh, obviously an obvious choice with frankie valley with with the same sort of range um but they obviously wrote the um the theme track to greece which is you know, an obvious choice. You've got Chain Reaction by Dana Ross. Um, You've got How Deep Is Your Love, which is such a smashing, smashing track. Um, You know, those tracks are still being reused, repurposed and and re-recorded by artists today. Um, And yeah, they're timeless, absolutely timeless. So, you know, it it just, I think think that is a credit, you know, when, when artists are still covering their tracks, when they're still making them sound fresh, when they still sound fresh. Evergreen. Man, it's yeah. like you know that's the credit. That's the credit that's due to 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 them and to to their their legacy. So you know, I, I think you know an absolutely incredible, incredible group. And yeah, uh, you know, so I, I dread to think the amount of the amount of bands, the amount of music that wouldn't exist if if they hadn't done what they did. So you know. It's, it's incredible
1: it's so well put and you know for me my my only hope for the mm, future mm, now mm. when it comes to this sort of music is that yeah, yeah. people see the legacy that the BG set literally, literally, they're able no. to look back and they be, they're able to be like wow they really shaped music mm, and they 100%, shaped 100%. a genre mm. of music That's because it. of them my dad met my mum. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the bar or whatever. And so, yeah. you know what? I think it's only appropriate if we kind of kick this uh, this show out with uh, Night Fever by the Bee Gees. It's a tune. It's it a bop. It's a smashing track. And I'm excited. Well, thanks for listening for today's show. Off the Record with Jordan Dean. And I'm James Collins. And uh, we'll be back next week. We're back every single week, 12 to 1, here on River Radio. But for now, here is Night Fever by the Bee Gees. Enjoy.